Welcome to another Intergenerational Sunday. Boys and girls, anyone who feels young at heart, if you can't see me where I'm sitting, by all means, feel free to come on up, leave a little space. If not, I can see some of you back there. Fair enough, I've got pretty good eyes. Today I'm gonna start with a question. When I ask you to make a mental picture in your head, using your imagination, and I say to you, what is your mental picture of God? What is it that you see? Take a moment, make that picture in your head. Now, if I walked out onto the street with a microphone, like Jimmy Kimmel, and I asked people to tell me what God looks like, they would probably have a couple of things. Number one, I would say, it's pretty safe to say that people would say that God has a big white beard. Yeah? No? Did any of your gods not have a big white beard? Some of you didn't? Fair enough. Some of you were thinking of a God that was way bigger than that, and fair enough. In our first reading today, we saw the picture of that God in the psalm this king God. So not only a big white beard, but maybe a throne. Look at this sweet throne. Big white beard, throne. Brian and I had some real fun making my props today, and I'm not even embarrassed at all how proud I am of of how they turned out. So if you don't like them, no shame here. Look at this throne. Isn't it luxurious? Sapphire at the top. So you've got the, the guy with a big white beard, so, you know, ancient and old, and then you've got a throne, so he's like, sits in power. And I want to say that that guy, you know, he makes the weather and stuff. He's a lightning bolt guy. And why not three lightning bolts? I mean, come on. If you're going to make one lightning bolt, make another lightning bolt. So that guy in his throne, he's sitting up there, in the heavens, right? And he, he sees uh, a flagpole in a golf course and he just thinks, <laughs> and he makes that awesome pattern on the green. Has anyone ever seen that? No? Oh, okay, fair enough. Anyway, so then lightning bolts probably means there's, there's some clouds too, right? Oh, look at these beautiful clouds. They're like, so that throne and the big beard and the clouds, and then if you're really gonna go for it, I need more hands. Just king of the universe, right? King of the universe, this massive, powerful king of the universe whose throne is in the clouds, who can send down lightning bolts and change the weather. Now probably the most famous picture that I could think of isn't a a far side cartoon or a comic, Red Bull commercial, although there's probably lots of those. My favorite one is the one that shows <laughs> that shows Adam being created, right? And then there's God is just up there in the in the heavens, surrounded by angels, just reaching down. And Adam is like, ooh, <laughs> just gonna get a little one little touch is all it's gonna take, right? Most famous. 
maybe the most famous picture we have of God. And I'm going to say it, that can be a really useful image of God. There's times when we think about someone who has power, someone who brings justice, someone who controls things like the weather, the God that made planets like Jupiter and and made stars like our sun and made galaxies. That God, the mental picture we have of that God needs to be pretty big. It actually needs to be even bigger than just a guy with a beard and a big finger that he reaches down into earth. It needs to be big enough to hold this huge universe of ours in his hands. But having said that, there are times that image of that God with his big crown isn't very helpful. There's times when we need an image of a God who's nearer to us. A God who doesn't feel far away and distant, off in some heavenly land that we can't even know or understand. We need a God who understands what it's like to walk around on planet Earth. We need a God who, when we are having bad times, or happy times, sad times, or even just boring and strange and difficult and confusing times, we need a God who can help us understand what it is to be a person, help us understand what it is to be one of the beings, the creatures that God made. And for those purposes, sometimes that God up in the clouds feels so far away. That's why in our gospel story, we are given a mental picture of what God looks like that is way more helpful for our purposes. Way more suitable for those times when we are sad and alone and fearful and heartbroken. And of course, like every Sunday school lesson in the history of time, that answer is Jesus. Jesus says, if you want to know what God is like, just have a look at me. That's what God is like. So in our gospel story today, Jesus goes and spends some time with his friends who are mourning the loss of their brother. They're heartbroken, they're frustrated, they're angry. Why didn't Jesus come here sooner? It's so hard for them. These weren't just some random people. These were Jesus' close friends. And Jesus says a whole bunch of stuff that just confuses them, stuff that makes them even more angry and frustrated, the way Jesus does sometimes, especially in John's gospel. Jesus can say some stuff that's confusing. But then in the final verse of our reading today, we're given what, depending on your translation, is the shortest verse in the Bible. In our reading today, it says Jesus began to weep. One of my favorite translators said Jesus started to bawl. An image that not of just Jesus with a single tear trickling down his cheek, but a Jesus who was overwhelmed. That's why I drew this final image 
Maybe when you're trying to think of your mental picture of what God is like. In that time when you're frustrated and you're angry and God's timing seems terrible to you and the things that you want God to do, God doesn't seem to be doing. You don't have to hold that mental picture of that distant God in the clouds who throws lightning bolts. Instead, you can have a mental picture of a man who dearly loved his friends, even when they didn't understand him, even when they were angry with him, even when they were heartbroken, even when they felt like they'd lost all hope. Jesus stood there with them, and he cried with them. We need a picture of a God who cries with us. There are lots of times when we are not helped by that mental picture of that king God in the sky with the lightning bolts and the crown and the throne. We need to hold the mental picture of a God who cries with us, even when we are angry and frustrated and sad and confused. The season of Lent is a time when we focus on those parts of a life of faith. Those parts that are shaped by loss, fear, worry. Those parts that are shaped by the things in our life that we're not happy about or that we're sad about. So I would encourage you, I don't know what your image of Jesus weeping looks like. It sure doesn't have to look like this picture that I stole from a coloring book. But I urge you to hold that image in your imagination. The image of a God who weeps, not just with you in your private, lonely moment of fear and doubt and worry and sadness, but the God who cries weeps with the whole human race. The big, messy, weird, obnoxious, beautiful, wonderful community of us all. This is God's showing himself in the world to us. What a gift to have this in our imagination and our understanding. Amen.